Welcome to The Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Um, G'day everyone, Um, it's Amy Hook here and I'm just here with Angie Martin who is our Client Relationship Manager and um, just in order to serve you guys, we've decided to keep our episodes a little bit shorter and because we got into such an exciting topic talking about sales strategies, we've decided to split it into two episodes. So um, you're about to listen to the first part of the episode um, where we talk about sales strategy, the importance of having a sales strategy and the importance of the follow-up process. And um, then in the second episode, we'll be talking about the importance of being found online and also the difference between sales and marketing um, so that you can understand that. So anyway, enjoy these two episodes and yes, that's it. Enjoy it. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, We have Angie Martin joining us. Thanks for joining me today, Angie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. Me too. Um, So just to tell you a little bit about Angie. So Angie created her first business when she was 12 years old, um, which is pretty cool. And so she's been working to support startups. since then and so working with small to medium-sized businesses for about 15 years and so um, Angie you're also a highly trained and well-regarded business and brand development or sorry brand management and business development person and you've also got experience in digital marketing and sales generation so yep and you, then you've also got a little side project um, called pair or sorry your passion project that you call um pair collections um which is um women's clothing for the shapely woman i would say is that how we, how we explain yeah, that yeah <laughs> and um fashion range for um yeah so um and then also we've got Oh yeah, obviously then you work for us. So um, you work for Savvy. So you joined us in October and you've been working with us as a, a client relationship manager. So probably a lot of our listeners have actually spoken to you on the phone. Yes. I reckon a few people will uh, recognize my voice quite a bit. Yes. I have a very interesting Canadian accent now. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Um, cool. Thank you for joining me. I'm yeah, very much looking forward to our chat today. So today we're going to be talking about sales, yes. which is something yes. that you're um, excellent at. Definitely got an expertise there and a bit of a gift. So um, do you want to just, um, yeah, just kick off and just share a little bit about yourself first? Yeah, and- yeah. so um, everyone always asks me, the first question is when I talk to people on the phone is, where are you? Um, because they always think that, oh no, this is someone calling from a random place, um, just because of my accent. So I moved from Canada to Australia over eight years ago now, um, which is pretty crazy to think of, um, but, um, absolutely love it here and, um, 
have really been focused in building up startup businesses since moving here and working with sales and really, um, you know, helping businesses to learn the importance of sales. And, um, you know, that doesn't matter what you do. It's every company in the end needs to have a sales strategy of some kind. And um, I um, think it's um, kind of exciting that we're going to base this podcast around that today. Definitely, definitely, because we were obviously we're talking about whether to talk about because your expertise in digital marketing as well is also probably something of interest to our listeners. But I think that um, and not wanting to stereotype anybody um, because I don't like to put bookkeepers in a box, but I do know that as bookkeepers, we tend to not sales is not necessarily our favorite thing. Mm. So um, I think it's going to be very helpful today. So um, yeah, I guess I'll start off um, by asking you just to go through and explain to our listeners what actually is a sales strategy. So that's an idea. Kind of putting it in the most basic sense, um, a sales strategy is really just a plan on how you're going to sell your products, your services to increase your process profits and keep your business basically going. Um, I think a lot of bookkeepers um, don't really understand the importance of sales because, you know, you've never had to really go out and get them. A lot of people always said that they fell into bookkeeping and that, you know, their clients come to them, but, um, you know, it's so good to actually know and develop your sales pitch which you don't have to think of it as a pitch. It's more of what you actually do and why you're amazing. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's telling about, you know, this, it's your selling points of why people should work with you as a bookkeeper. And that's basically all the sales strategy is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two different ways you can do a sales strategy. So inbound is basically just calls coming into you. So, clients potentially coming to you and saying that they need your services, which is the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. But most of the time it's outbound. And that's when I think a lot of people dread and really just try and ignore that sales Mm -hmm. strategy because it makes you get out of your comfort zone and um, really, you know, talk to strangers about why you're amazing. (gasps) And I think for bookkeepers, that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was thinking as soon as you said talk to strangers, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, I know obviously I'm here on a podcast and I've been doing this for about 12 months. And most people might think that I love talking to strangers because I talk to hundreds of them every Friday, but it's a little bit different when you're behind your um, you know, you get to be behind your computer and, and that kind of thing. So I think this, um, yeah, I love this topic. And, um, and I think, I guess I'm just thinking when you're talking about the outbound sales, I think the, the image that automatically pops into my mind is, you know, you're uh, just about to sit down to have dinner and the phone rings and then there's someone and they're from overseas and they're trying to sell you like a telephone plan or, yeah. or something like that. And then you know, you politely or not so politely have to get yourself out of the phone call. And I just think of that cringy kind of feeling when a salesperson calls you and it makes you feel like, ah, like, yeah, how do I get out of this? A lot of people think of it that way. And I think that's why a lot of people tend to not go there, just ignore it, just, you know, keep with the strategy that the clients will come to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, there's been such horrible experiences of outbound calls, mm-hmm. um, 
I think from the last 30 years, 30, 40 <laughs> years, it's been done really poorly. Yeah. But when you do it properly and you really care about your clients, and that you're not just calling to get another, to add another number to your database. Mm -hmm. um, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, I love it. And um, yeah, so do you, can you talk a little bit about why bookkeepers actually need to create um, or prioritize creating a pitch? Because obviously, oh, it's funny, it's funny the lingo, like I did an episode a while ago about this where I talked about the like the mark, marketing lingo mm -hmm. and terminology is like, as soon as you hear the words, it kind of makes you go, oh, like, I don't you know. Cringe. Like that. So, People yeah, cringe. cringe. So the yeah. pitch um do you want to just talk a little bit about yes. like what the pitch so, is and well yeah why it's important for the purpose of this let's change the pitch to what you do because that's basically like that. all the pitch is is writing down and really deciphering what your selling points are for yeah. your bookkeeping abilities it's like what you do who you do it for and why you do it Kind of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a really easy way of, you know, just communicating why you're amazing and the potential client should work with you. <laughs> um, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So my top three reasons basically for why bookkeepers need to really prioritize having this and having just a sales strategy is that it allows you to actually address your customers' needs at every stage of working with them. By having a sales strategy, you actually can figure out what their needs are, what they're in the lingo of sales. <laughs> it's what their pain points are, yeah. so what they're having issues with, why they need a bookkeeper in the first place. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you ask, they can't actually answer that to say why you should be going with them. Mm -hmm. So first off, it allows you to have that ability to Anytime, anywhere, you can outright say, this is how I can help you to do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it also helps you increase your, I know this is another term, <laughs> ROI, which is return on investment. Yeah. And that basically is something that's so important for bookkeepers. You need to make sure you're having your cash flow. You need to make sure that you're having return on all the efforts that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and also it makes it so that you have the right people that you're hiring by mm -hmm. having a better understanding of what you actually do, what services you can actually supply your customers and what you actually do to help fill their needs for bookkeeping mm -hmm. makes it so that you can actually hire the right people that can continue that work mm -hmm. so that in True. the end you can be, the bookkeeper who has a business but doesn't need to work in it, mm -hmm. yeah. which is always an issue. Yeah. So it's just really good to have those three things that it helps you grow your business and it just helps you know your business in the end. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that, um, you know, bookkeepers need to be able to be confident to communicate to people. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, you would, it, when you were sharing that, it just made me think about, um like I, I i really believe that when you're creating this um you know this pitch this um like deep understanding of what it is you actually do and this ability to clearly articulate it because i think for, for a lot of bookkeepers that i work with it's not that they don't know what they do and who they do it for and why it's that they don't feel that they know how to articulate it 
clearly and in a way that sounds attractive to business owners. And I think, you know, we have gone through a season where bookkeepers have felt very devalued and they feel that business owners think that bookkeeping is just data entry. And so there's kind of been a, there's, I think there's been an involuntary or there's been a re, like a repositioning of bookkeepers happening, which is not because of us. It's because of the change of the environment. It's because of what's happening with the, the, you know, the software companies messaging is very strong along the lines of how easy bookkeeping is because of their software. Um, and yet on the flip side of that, we're finding that this, this so-called easy software promoting is actually leading to a lot of rescue jobs, a lot of messy data files, a lot of very upset business owners <laughs> who, and I think they get upset with the bookkeeper when they find out that they have to pay somebody to redo the work, potentially, you know, it can be five times as much as they paid <laughs> for it in the beginning. And so I think that, you know, this has actually created the need for bookkeepers to actually be able to explain what they do. Well, I think a lot with bookkeeping is that, and I say this to our clients all the time, is most of your business clients don't actually know what bookkeeping is and they don't <laughs> care. I hate to say it. They don't <laughs> care. They just want you to make the books amazing and get it all sorted. So they don't have to think about it. Yes. It, that's pretty much one of the biggest things is that, mm -hmm you need to educate your clients on what you do. So they do have that more of respect and more of a, my bookkeeper is amazing. You should work with them, yeah. which is the ultimate way of having a sale mm -hmm. that carries on more sales. Yes. And that can be easily organized through yeah. telling people what you do, yes. making sure you have that sales strategy and most importantly, your business plan. Because once you can put, basically into two sentences what you do for companies mm -hmm. and how you can help them they can then better understand what you actually do every day because to yeah. them all they think you do is enter in numbers all day and yeah. can't everyone do that so it's good to have the sales strategy to actually educate them and yeah. you know explain why you're amazing and once you know that, once you're really clear about that, it doesn't just help you with potential new clients. It also helps you to reposition yourself with your existing clients. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you to make sure that you engage the right employees as well. Because one of the things that I find is that as much as bookkeepers say that they keep getting these bad um, clients, these like high maintenance, low value clients mm. that are very demanding, but not really, you know, giving much in return. Um, they're finding the same with employees They're saying, you know, there's no good staff out there and that kind of thing. It's like, well, like what, like, what are you even looking for? And then it becomes mm -hmm. a problem to be able to articulate that. And so a little while ago, I put together a masterclass um, for actually creating where we go through step-by-step step and create the pitch together. And when I was running that little, um, when I was running that masterclass, what, what I noticed was that when, it, when I asked people to, and it happens in all my private sessions as well, when I ask a bookkeeper to, to name the top three problems that they solve for their problems, they always list the solutions 
Always, mm-hmm. always, always. Yeah. No, they don't just, they don't always list the solutions. My apologies. They always list the services that they offer, which I found quite interesting. So I say, what are the top five or top three problems that your clients have? No, sorry. What are the top five problems that you solve? And they'll say, uh, bass lodgement, bookkeeping, payroll. Yeah. And so there is a real, I find there's a real block there. Like I think 90, I would say 99% of bookkeepers that I've worked with, hundreds of bookkeepers have, have, have actually gotten that response to that question wrong. I completely agree with that. Even just with the conversations I've had over the last couple of months with yeah. our clients, um, yeah. I think that's really accurate. And that's yeah. because, you know, bookkeepers, like you, the whole system is going through step-by-step and fixing the problems to get to that end solution. Yeah. But you have to go and think of it from your client's point of view because it's the clients that are wanting to go with you because of what Mm -hmm. they're going through, not what you offer, what they're going through. And when you actually can clearly articulate that to potential clients, it Mm -hmm. is so good and they feel so much more confident and comfortable to work with you just even if you change the lingo that you're saying, like we're doing right now yes, exactly. to make it so they understand. Yeah. Like yeah. don't keep talking. I, I interviewed Kate Toon last week and she said something about, um, yeah, you know, don't talk to me about the, you know, cash ledger versus this thing or whatever I don't know what you're talking about and, and I was thinking owners don't want to that's why they pay someone else to do that but it's hard to find the lingo it's like because all bookkeepers do like I know people say we just do data entry we don't just do data entry all we do is reconcile stuff that's what bookkeepers do we reconcile reconcile we're reconciling this we're reconciling that and I sometimes I hate that word because it's so annoying because I know that business owners don't know or don't care what it means but it's like well what other word can you use like maybe you can you (laughs) I I think a really good way of saying what you know the reconciliation is is going through and matching up where your expenses are going where your cash is going where it's coming in Mm -hmm. so that at the end you can get an understanding of what's happening in your business because until that matching up happens they have no idea Mm-hmm. And that's what you do for your businesses and for your clients. Yes. You create that picture. Exactly. Yep. Okay. That's good. Well, yeah. So it sounds to me like um, a sales strategy is definitely worthwhile for somebody who is, you know, actively, especially for people who are generating leads, because if you're used to people just coming to you for a referral from an accountant, you might not have to say all the same things, or you might not need to do much compared to if people are calling you from your website, for example, Mm -hmm. these are people who do not know you at all. And you're having to build that relationship with them right from the start. So yeah, obviously there's people that are wanting to kind of grow their business, but what about for people who just maybe want an extra couple of clients, but they're not really wanting to grow big. Like is a sales strategy still important for somebody? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because even if you don't want to grow, you still want to keep the clients that you have. Mm. And part of a sales strategy is actually following up with the clients that you already have to make (gasps) sure that you are meeting their needs. Yep. Yep. Most people don't think about sales. They don't think about sales being to their existing clients at all. It's It's always like, yep. Yeah, it's ongoing. You're always, and it's not even, you can change the word out of sales. It's, you know, when I call and catch up with someone, 
with Savvy, we're legitimately calling to catch up to make sure that we are meeting everyone's mm -hmm. needs. Yeah, exactly. You know, as the entire industry of bookkeeping evolves, mm -hmm. so do every other industry and every other business. Yes. So that means needs evolve. So mm -hmm. you have to sure. make sure that you're still helping your existing clients because mm -hmm. what if your client has grown dramatically and they now need to employ people and they really have no idea how to, yep. you won't actually know that yes. until oh you ask gosh. them. And we're always complaining that our oh, clients just, they keep making all these decisions and they don't tell me, they just surprise me after they've already done it. And it's like, okay, yeah. You know, are we actually setting aside time and being proactive mm. about calling them before they make decisions and actually seeing how things are going and finding out, you know, like if there's any decisions exactly. coming up that might, they and might need some help with. <laughs> that is not, that is not, I hate to say this, but that is not your client's responsibility. That is your <gasps> responsibility as it. a bookkeeper to oh follow gosh. up. I love how honest you are. <laughs> it's so good. Well, you know, I love being honest. I much prefer it because yes. in the end, we're here like my whole you have such a great way about it as well it's so yeah. encouraging but yet truthful and it's because well, i want people need, to succeed yeah. yeah we like you know i work with startups i work with small businesses because i love seeing them grow into something amazing mm -hmm. and that's what savvy does and in the end that's what a lot of bookkeepers do because mm -hmm. without having good bookkeepers doing these follow-ups mm -hmm. australian startups and small businesses can't succeed Mm -hmm. So yeah. when it gets to the point that everyone realizes, mm. you know, follow up with your clients, make sure you yeah. are there to support them and then they will yeah. be there to support you. Mm. Gosh, I'm feeling like there's just like this, there's things ticking over in my mind and it's almost like, I feel like as bookkeepers, we, we're needing, there's a, an actual really important reconciliation that we're needing to do. And that is reconciling the fact that business owners don't care about bookkeeping yes. yet. We are the, the one, like we are actually have such a, like we have such a great ability to be able to help them. We're perfectly positioned to be able to help them. So I think what happens is that we take it so personally that mm. a business owner doesn't care about bookkeeping because we we're trying so hard to get them to love what we love mm -hmm. that we're kind of missing it. And so it's, there's sort of like a mismatch in where there the is. communication's being said, it's not landing. And yeah. It's the same thing. Like I have a friend who is, absolutely a hundred percent passionate about what they do. And mm -hmm. I just find it so incredibly boring. Mm. That if someone was trying to push me being like, yeah, that's amazing. I really like, you know, I respect what they do. I think what they do is amazing, but I don't really want to learn any of their lingo. I don't really want to know what they do every day. And to be fair, a lot of business owners are too busy running their own businesses to learn what their bookkeepers do. Yes. It's not that they don't care about their bookkeeper. It's that they are so focused on running their own business that yep. they don't have time that's the feeling though. I think what happens, I remember my early days in business, you feel like it hurts your pride. It makes you feel like mm. it's almost like a rejection of, I think the biggest rejection for a bookkeeper is to reject their intellectual knowledge that mm. they've worked so hard to acquire. And so, but it's like, if you can actually understand that 
the, the, the clients don't care about the bookkeeping process. They just mm. want, they want the end result. And it's different for each business owner, you know, different ones want different things. And, um, and I think that's where having a sales strategy is actually such a good way to educate your clients and really work with your clients to make them more interested on everything that is bookkeeping because once they see that the more their bookkeeping is getting attention the more that they'll succeed and the more interested that they'll be in wanting to come to you and get your opinion on this or their next investment or mm. you know have they had a good month or a bad month what do I do if it's been a bad month yeah. So the more communication is opened mm -hmm. and the less that, you know, I think this is one of the biggest things, especially when it's your own business is that you can't take things personally. No. And when it's your own business, it's your own baby. It's so hard, mm -hmm. but you can't take a business owner being too busy to talk to you about something that just isn't quite working when they don't understand what you're talking about in the first place. Yeah. You, you can't take it personally because in the end, if you take all of it personally, you're going to drown. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, in my bajillion years of working in sales and working and just talking to people, because most yeah. of my day, that's all I do yeah. is I've had some atrocious phone calls where people have been so rude to me that, yeah. In the beginning, it used to really phase me and I used to hang up the phone or leave an appointment. It's happened a couple of times face to face. <gasps> oh my God. Um, I've left an it's appointment. Like and, yeah. <laughs> left an appointment and just broke down crying and I let it get to me. And then I got to the point where you can't, you can't yeah. take it personally. You yeah. can't you know, if you do, you will never, oh my you'll gosh. never grow. I've just had a memory of when I first started my bookkeeping business and I was so excited. Like I just bought the pure bookkeeping system and I'd set up all my stuff to, to take to the meeting. And I had all my little folders and stuff like that. And I turned up to this guy's office and he, him and his wife seemed really friendly and they're running it like a training business together. And I sat down and I went through my little presentation and I had everything in a, like a little folder and things like that. And I just felt like so confident. I had this kind of like, you know, this pitch lined out with these little like slides or whatever. And I got to the end of the, the meeting and then they were obviously very friendly. And then he said, oh, I've got some questions. He took me into his office to sort of have a look at some MYB. And then I started to feel like he was like asking a bit too much for like it was going on too long. Yeah, and yeah. I was feeling like, oh, I'm sort of feel like I'm working for this guy already and I'm not getting paid. He hasn't engaged me. And so I said, you know, look, I better, better go soon or whatever. And then just, just as I was about to leave, he said, Oh, I just wanted to give you some feedback. And I'm like, Oh, okay. He said, yeah. So, um, yeah. And he basically just for about five minutes, he just told me about how my, he said that my presentation was like business 101. And Oh my gosh, I was so like I was trying not to start crying he's like and he said that he felt that I don't know he gave me like all this he said do you mind if I give you some feedback or whatever and I remember I reckon I cried nearly the whole way home it was like a 40 yeah. minute drive and I was yeah. crying and when I got back I drafted up this email to him and I'm so glad that I didn't send it oh, but I'm good. just thinking back to that and I remember just writing it all down and then I thought like he's not gonna care 
and I and I didn't actually send it, but I just remember like that feeling of being like, yeah. it was like a personal rejection. It's like, no, like he wasn't rejecting me. He was rejecting my slides. Like, yeah. <laughs> do it, you know what I mean? You know, and that happens. And you know, when it happens, all right, it happens, learn from it and then move on or else you can never grow your business and you can never grow as a professional. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I think one of those things is, you know, I've had really bad meetings in the past. And, Mm. you know, um, before I worked at Savvy, I worked in a heavily male dominated industry. And I will never forget one. It was actually a like proper presentation. And a guy said that I would look much better wearing what I was wearing in a kitchen. And he said (gasps) it in front of everyone. And yeah, it was basically there was one other female and I knew quite a few of the other males I was friends with them and not one of them said anything with how inappropriate that oh my gosh so embarrassing yeah yeah and you know I very calmly pivoted away from that and you know still stuck up for myself but at the end I left and my partner because I don't drive my partner came to pick me up Yep. And I got in the car and just broke down and was like, oh my gosh, what am so I doing? What am yeah. I doing with these people? That's right. It makes you want to quit those moments. It and then, does. Yeah. And you yeah. know, but that wasn't my problem. That was his no. problem. It's good when you can see that. You know, and it's one of those things that when you're trying to grow your business, you're going to have days that aren't great. But exactly. not your good days are going to outnumber your bad days. And that's exactly. what you need to focus on. Exactly. Exactly. And I remember showing that same presentation to many other business owners mm-hmm. and only one of them responded like that, but all of the others actually, like some of them commented that they actually loved it. And mm-hmm. so it makes you think, but it's, but I remember in the early days, it would be that guy and his like feedback. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what made me. That's, that's the one okay. I remembered. That's the one that I thought about for days. Okay, that <laughs> like, can drive you. That can true. drive you. Like, especially with bookkeepers when, you know, I think, I think everyone on a weekly basis basically mm-hmm. gets someone yeah. who n- not purposely, but belittling what you guys do. Yes. Um, they don't, you know, I think it's really important to realize that business owners don't mean to do that in their head. Mm. That's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things that take it, absorb yeah. it, yeah. let it out, learn from it mm-hmm. so that you don't get yourself in a situation like that anymore yeah. and then yeah. move forward and exactly. make it better, you know, because exactly. that's really what's running a business. If you keep focusing on any of the negatives, not yeah. even just talking about sales, mm. you're never going to continue to move forward. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, like, I feel like in my journey, I think the, the weirdest thing is that I feel like the more confident I get with my pitch for the bookkeeping business, the more, the less I feel that I run into people mm-hmm. that I, that, that aren't, that are going to be like rude to me in the first place. And I almost feel like in the past, the way that I'd prepare my pitch, not realizing that that's what I was doing is I was actually building up ways in my own mind of how I would defend myself mm-hmm. when someone said something rude to me versus thinking, stepping outside of worrying about what people think of me and looking at, you know, like how can I get into the, into the um, shoes of the client and see from their perspective. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really valid point is that, you know, 
bookkeepers are in a service industry. You are here, here to provide a service mm -hmm. for your clients. So you should be thinking about your clients. Mm. If someone's called you and been abrupt and didn't want to talk to you, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something's going on at home. Maybe like there's so many things that, you know, if you think about what you're going through each day, mm -hmm. specifically if you have your own bookkeeping business, mm -hmm. which many of what the listeners do, mm. you have up and down days. Yeah. Your clients are just the same. So you yeah. need to remember that, you know, if you've gotten an abrupt email, don't mm. instantly reply with another abrupt email. <laughs> Write it, save yes. it, and then save send it after editing it after yeah. a day. Yeah, or don't send it. Pick or up don't the phone. Send it at all. Pick up the phone yeah. and say, "Hey, yeah. you doing?" Like, because you know, especially with emails, you actually can't get the tone that someone's saying it. So someone might be really sarcastic mm. and say something in an email yes. that comes off as extremely rude. Yes, but that's not what they were meaning to do. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, don't always be on the way of the aggressive or you know you know, sticking up for yourself mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, you know, sometimes just have a moment and go, well, maybe I'm taking it wrong or mm -hmm. maybe they actually meant it this way or maybe they're having a really bad day or, exactly. you know, because in the end you're there to support businesses and, yeah. you know, usually the businesses who are, you know, not really wanting to listen to what you have to say are usually the ones who need the most help. I know, isn't that? Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that, you know, be the better business owner and yeah. make sure that you read up on things and talk to other business owners on the same, you know, doing bookkeeping because, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that everyone goes through and, yeah. you know, rise above it and create the strategies to avoid it. Learn what clients you don't want to work with. Yes, that's right. You know, we exactly. have clients that only work with not-for-profit or only work with tradies or mm -hmm. only work with corporate. And there is reasons for that. And that mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week. So subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.